have no sight. To which she replied, yes, but what a pity that so many have sight but cannot see. Many years ago in Japan, there was a man in the imperial orchestra who couldn't play a note. And so being a person of great influence and wealth, he had demanded that he has a place in the orchestra because he wanted to be in the group to perform before the emperor. And so the conductor agreed to let him sit in the second row of the orchestra even though he couldn't read music. So he gave him a flute and when the concert would begin, he would raise his flute, he would pucker his lips and he would move his fingers. And he would go through all the motions of playing, but he never made a sound. And that deception continued for over two years. Well, then there was a problem. A new conductor came on the scene. And he told the orchestra that he wanted to audition each player personally. He said, I want to hear and I want to meet each one of you before our next concert. And so the flutist knew he was in trouble. And so he was worried about it and he pretended to be sick. He went to the doctor. Doctor ordered to examine him and declared, you're fine. So you can go back and you can carry on life as usual. Well, the conductor insisted that the man appear and demonstrate his skill. And the day that he walked in the room, he opened the door, and all he could do was have his face just as downcast as he could. And he told the conductor, he said, I'm a fake. I can't play the flute at all. And he said, for two years, I've just been going through the motions. Now, I tell that story to help illustrate a story this morning from the Gospel of Mark. So I invite you to turn to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. Right before the great triumphal entry, where Jesus is marching through the city, and to where all of those lined against the roadway hollered out, Hosanna, blessed is the the one who comes in the name of the Lord, blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David, Hosanna in the highest. Right before that great scene of the great triumphal entry, there's a little story about a man named Blind Bartimaeus. A lot of people just refer him as old Blind Bart. And so I want you to consider some things from Blind Bart's life this morning that made all the difference in the world. Because the story that I just told about the conductor and about the person sitting in the orchestra who were just kind of going through the motions, the scary thing for us in a spiritual sense, it is way too easy to find ourselves just going through the motions on a spiritual level. 
And church, I want to tell you, that is exactly where Satan wants you to be. He wants you to just kind of be floating along, just kind of going through the motions one day after another because when you're going through the motions on a spiritual level, there's no challenge. There's really no growth. You're just kind of there. And so I want you to consider, I want you to visualize that surging mass of people. And I want you to close your eyes for a moment, okay? And I want you to imagine this. And so because of their long journey, they're hot, they're sweaty, dust clings to them, they're weary, and the great crowd of people are pressing close to them. There's a lot of jabbering going on, people asking questions, seeking favors. I mean, they could be heard a mile away, and all of a sudden, blind Bartimaeus who's sitting on the side of the road, probably in a ditch somewhere, hears the noise of the crowd and raises the question, what's this noise all about? And someone informs him, it's, it's just Jesus. He's passing by. You mean Jesus of Nazareth? I mean, the man that claimed that can heal the sick and the blind? That's the one. And so as the crowd claimed came closer and closer, excitement filled the air, and the noise became intense, and dignity was almost kind of dismissed. This is it, said Bartimaeus. I may never see Jesus again. I want to be healed. And so seeking to drown out the noise of the crowd, Bartimaeus yelled at the top of his voice, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And of course, as the case with any crowd, there are some that are saying, brother, you need to calm down. You're making too much noise. I mean, there's too many others here that don't stand a chance of getting to Jesus. So just relax and just be quiet. Mark it down. There's always someone in the crowd. When you're trying to praise God, There's someone in the crowd that's going to try to stop you. There's someone in the crowd that's going to try to detour you, detract you, because you're making too much noise. You see, you can open your eyes now. For for you just to close your eyes for just a couple of minutes, that's kind of hard to do when you're not sleepy, right? When you're sleepy, it's easy and you go off to sleep, okay? Please don't do that this morning. But as you hear my voice and as you listen, you close your eyes, you know when I say open them, you can open your eyes and you can see. I want you to put yourself in the place of blind Bart. You see, in his day and time, because of his condition, all blind people really knew to do was to sit on the side of wherever they were and beg. Beg for money, beg for this, beg for that. That's all they knew to do. Today, we've come a long ways with how we treat those who cannot see. We have beautiful seeing eye dogs that lead the blind around. They don't have to sit and beg 
like we read about in Scripture. Still must be a dark, dark feeling. But all blind Bart knew was darkness. And so when he caught attention and caught wind that Jesus was passing by, he knew this is the one who claims that he can restore the sick and he can bring healing to my body and he can, all those that are blind, he can have the powers to cause them to see again. And so as he cried out in verse 49, I love this part of the story. There's a version that says it like this, and Jesus stood still. NIV says Jesus stopped. I like the other version better. Jesus stood still. The crowd, they're ready to keep on going. I mean, they've got the next stop to make. But Jesus stood still. And so the crowd tried to get Bartimaeus, just be quiet. There's a lot of people around and and they're all passing by, but just be quiet. Let's just kind of see what's going to happen. He's on his way somewhere, but Jesus stood still. It's just a blind man sitting by the side of the road. And to them, it's just another person. It's just one more blind person that they had probably passed by day after day after day and did nothing. But here's a blind man who cries out above the noise in the crowd and he cries out the words, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. Folks, I don't know about you this morning. I need to be reminded of that phrase. In the hustle and bustle of life, in the here and now, and going everywhere in between, and now we've entered a season of the year where it's just going to be busy, busy, busy. Mark it down. Don't even look at your iPhone and your calendar because it's already full and you're probably already thinking, oh my goodness, how am I going to find time to do one more thing? Don't put anything else on the calendar because you don't have time to even do what you're trying to do in the next three weeks, okay? People are stressed to the max. And through all of that, we need to hear the voice of God. We need to hear the voice of the Lord say, and Jesus stood still. And I'm wondering this morning, what part of your life, what area of life do you really need to hear that the most? Because you see, as Jesus is standing still, you know what he's doing? He is working working, working to cause more of him to come into your heart. You see, we're full of everything else, but are we really full of Jesus? 
I don't know about you, I need a little bit more of Jesus every day. Don't you? And I need a whole lot less. And you fill in the blank today. And so I want to give you some phrases this morning, right from this text. And I want you to look in Mark chapter 10. And I want you to listen to these words beginning in verse 46. They came to Jericho. And as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout. Let's read this together, church. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him, told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped, or he stood still, and he said, call him. And so they called to the blind man, cheer up, get on your feet, he's calling you. And so throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and he came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, teacher, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus along the road. So I wonder this morning, how how do you go from being that person in the orchestra where you're just kind of going through the motions and you, you've got the flute and you've puckered your lips and you're moving your fingers, but that's all you can do. How do you move from that in a spiritual sense? How do you go from just going through the motions to actually being alive and being where Jesus wants you to be so he can do his greatest work in your life? First of all, you've got to take responsibility for your own life. And look, look at this in verse 47. When he heard, talking about Bartimaeus, that it was Jesus, he began to shout. You know the beautiful thing about that? He didn't wait for somebody to say, okay, now you need to shout because there he is. When he heard, couldn't see, but when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout. Bartimaeus had to be responsible for himself. Nobody else could do this for him. I mean, there were others in the crowd that were saying, what? You need to be quiet. I mean, they weren't trying to help him get to Jesus at all. All they were concerned about is, you're making too much noise. Wow, really? Trying to shout a praise to the one who can bring healing to my life, and I have others that are saying, quiet. Really? Do we ever do that today, church? Do we ever do that in our own walk with God? Somebody may be praising God a little different. Who cares? Let them praise God. If it's a shout, if it's a whisper, however it is to get Jesus to come to us, it's okay. Amen? Blind Bart, he's desperate. Yes, he's going to shout. 
Have you and I ever been in a desperate situation where we needed to shout Jesus' name? Maybe so. Maybe in a little different light from this. But have you done that? What healing comes from that? What deliverance comes from that when you put yourself in a desperate situation where you begin to think, I can't do anything else. So I have to call on the name of Jesus. That is a beautiful place to be, church. Maybe that's where God wants us. Because when you're there, you're broken. And you're letting all loose to cling to nothing but Jesus. Bartimaeus had lived lived a life of just going through the motions. Blindness forced him to beg. Went to the same place each day to beg. Can you imagine that? You and I go to the same place a lot. Look at the condition he's in. Had to take responsibility for himself. Look at verse 51. You've got to believe that change is possible for your life. At the same time that Satan says, you need to stay right here because you're no good and, and all of this negative stuff, we also hear the voice of God, the one who created us, the one who breathed life into us, the one who comes along with his son and says, I have come to give you life. And give it to you more abundantly. And so in this situation, you've got to believe that change is possible for your life. And look what Bartimaeus says in verse 51. He says, Rabbi, means teacher, I want to see. Underline that. What, what a great thing to say. But not just to say, but what a great place to be. I just want to see. You see, Bartimaeus believed there is now hope for my life. Where would we be this morning, church, without hope? Where would we be? Why are you here today? Because my mom and dad drug me to church, right? No. It's more than that, hopefully. It's deeper than that. We all come together in unison because we believe this is what God wants me to do in life. This is where God wants me to kind of regroup for another week for him. To give another shout out to him. This is where we come together and we look around the room and we begin to see there are people in this room who struggle just like I do. But we have hope because of Jesus and the cross. 
And so the likelihood for Bartimaeus to remain a beggar all of his life was very, very high. But he believed in Jesus. And he knew that day when he heard that he was coming to town. He knew there's hope. And here is one of all the ones that I have reached out to before. Here is the one that I've heard, that I've been told can bring healing to my life. So why would I not want to give a shout out to him? And the amazing thing today, the same Jesus that healed Bartimaeus is still working in the lives of believers, not just right here, but all around the globe. You realize there are people in this world, they don't have it like we have it. They're not as blessed abundantly like we are. And there are some, there are a lot in this world who are begging to see. And we're thinking, yeah, and and they need to see Jesus, yes. But there are some that are begging just to have light like we have right here in this room. You realize when we lose, when our electricity goes off, man, I mean, we shut down, don't we? We don't like to go to candles, do we? We don't like to go to things that are not in our norm. Boy, this was the norm for Obart. And he's beginning to realize maybe, maybe, just maybe, this Jesus that I've heard about, maybe he really can deliver. Maybe he really can set me free. And I love the question in verse 51 because you've got to clarify what you really need. And Jesus really, he asks a very important question here. He says, what do you want me to do for you? In other words, don't don't let Jesus assume. Speak it to him. Share your heart with the Savior. And we're good with sharing our heart with people all over the world, aren't we? What about sharing it with the one who gave life to you? Share your needs. Share your concerns. Share your struggles. Share your victories. Share it all with the one who can do so much more than we ever imagined. So I wonder this morning, ask yourself this question, what is it that I really, really need from Almighty God? Not that I want, but what is it that I really, really need? Because see, knowing what it is that you need from God is difficult because you have to discover what only He can provide for you. Because again, we're so spoiled. We live in a culture today that when we want something, just about any form, we're going to go get it. But I wonder what it is this morning that you need that only God 
can deliver to you. That you can't go stand in a line at Walmart and get it. What is it that only God can deliver? In verse 48, many rebuked him, told him to be quiet. Folks, we can't worry about what others might say. And we can't allow people to drown out the voice of God in our life. Bartimaeus really could have just let the crowd call the shots that day. And if that had been the case, it would have been a totally different story. But he didn't do that. He rose above that and he spoke. And so I wonder today, who has the most influence in my life? Other people? Other things? Other circumstances? Or God? Well, preacher man, it's God. That is the correct answer, yes. But is that really where we are a lot of times in life? Or do we let other things grab attention? Who are you listening to? Look in verse 50. Bartimaeus did something pretty bold. He threw his cloak aside. And he stepped out and responded to Jesus. And when he stepped out, gave him a new courage, gave him new passion. Because at that point, when he threw the cloak aside, you know what he's saying? I'm carrying nothing in life. I don't care about anything in life as much as I care about you. And if it means that I've got to throw my cloak aside, man, what a, what a testimony. And that's exactly where he wants us. What am I going to throw aside? So Jesus can look at my life and my heart to realize that's where I want them. Because as we've said, and this is not just a statement and this is not just something you see in the pages of the New Testament. You see this on the page of every page of the Bible. God wants your heart. He wants you to be sold out completely to him. And when you do that, it's not going to be hard to throw whatever it is aside and come to him. And verse 50 tells us you need to do that right now. And that's when he jumped to his feet and he went to Jesus. What a beautiful, beautiful story. 
He got beyond the motions and he acted. You see, church, if, you, if you're crying out today, I'm tired of going through the motions and I want to get from this point to right over here in my relationship with God. Somebody's not going to come and just drag you to that point. You've got to want that. You've got to want that from the depths of your heart. Lord, I'm not pleased where I'm at and I want to be right here. And when your heart is that open, you're yielding everything else to the master. You'll be there. But don't let anybody else, don't let an event, don't let a circumstance, don't let anything keep you from being where you need to be with Jesus. And so... In our lives this morning, I go back to that little phrase that we started with. I want you to hear that message. And Jesus stood still. What would have happened if Bartimaeus had just kept going through the motions that day? Absolutely nothing would have happened. He would have woke up the next day and found himself in the same place. Something inside of him that day said, I need to do something. And I need to act. And I need to do it now. And he did that. And the same is true of our life. If you do nothing that ever stretches your faith, you'll never grow. But man, when I'm stretched, it hurts. That's where God wants you. Jesus stood still. So, Father, this morning, I pray that you search our hearts. And I pray, Father, that you will find hearts that want to be with you. Father, I know there are so many times where we give allegiance so many other things and we leave you on the wayside but you're always there father to love us to lift us up to deliver us father may we see this beautiful story this morning that just like blind Bartimaeus wanted to see Father, that's our prayer today. We just want to see your son as clearly as we can. We thank you for those moments in time, Father, where your son stood still to offer hope and compassion and healing to one person after another. And he did it for us. Praise God for Jesus. It's through his name we pray. Amen. So here's what the invitation is. Go ahead and stand. Just as I am.
God invites you to come to him just as you are. And the promise will be this. You will never be the same again when you come to Jesus. Maybe some need to do that this morning. And if you do, we're here to help you and to pray with you. Maybe some are ready to put Christ on in baptism. Whatever your needs are, if we can help you in a public way, come right now as we sing this beautiful song.